Somebody's going to go bridge here. It's better time. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Gombridge Podcast, episode 99, presented by Guy Boston Sports. My name is Andrew Gardner, joined alongside by Alex Clausen and Steve Brady. Boys, how are we doing today? It is the Manny Ramirez on the Dodgers episode, number 99. I'm going to start it off as I did on 98, 97, and I think 96 with exposing Andrew Gardner's old takes. Um, First is rebuttal to my my Braves argument of being seven and a half games back was that they won the division. They did win the division. However, they made up five and a half games in that time. The Sox are only five games back. Five and a half games. You can make up five in that same point. I'm still right. Uh, number two, Andrew Gardner was getting on me for saying that the Red Sox would casually win a series against the Yankees. And you want to know what they did when they haven't won a they haven't won a series against the AL East all year. You want to know what they did? They rattled two series wins off Yankees against suck. the AL East. Yeah, <laughs> Yankees suck. The Yankees suck. It's They're a series trash. win. They're absolutely trash. Clausen, you last win. hold on. Steve, I'll let you have your cold open in just a second here. I, I'm not I'm not complaining about it. I'm just saying you you last week were like they got to do this, they got to do that. They went three and three on the homestand. Well, we'll get more into it. Steve, what do you got for us? Um, they played the Orioles for one game. Pretty sure it was a makeup game. So I don't know if that really was a series win. You'd have to go back and look at the series that that game got canceled from. Maybe then if we actually ended up winning like that series that might be a series win yankees are arguably one of the worst team like the coldest teams in the mlb right now so it's like an unstoppable force meets an immovable object that's my third point i've been saying since like i don't know may wait until the yankees fall off wait till the yankees fall off and you're like oh they're not gonna fall off they're so good this year you know what they did they fell off they fell off no no your argument your argument has been wait until aaron judge gets hurt we still got a month and a half. I've been, I've been, I've been saying too. No, I know. I've been saying too. There, no, there's no way the Yankees can keep this pace. Like they yeah. were on pace for 120 wins. They're hardly on pace for 100 wins now. Well, yeah, they are still a solid 10 games up in the division. So maybe they could, they could still salvage it, and then you know, water finds its level. Classic gone bridge line, and maybe they. uh they sit at a nice 10 games up in the division. That's a pretty comfortable division lead. It's, you know, it is the, it is the third. Wow. The Dodgers are up 17 games. That's crazy. It's the third highest division lead for first place right now. Ashers are up 12. Yankees are cold right now. Matt Carpenter, I think is still hurt, even though he was like the greatest player of all time this year, which old takes expose did not see that coming. Now, uh, bases loaded. Pirates have bases loaded. One out, yep, I, I think. I got the game on, too. So, it's game one of the Pirates series. Nick Pavetta just pitched an absolute gem. Steve, as you said, no one throws a one-hitter quite like Nick Pavetta. It's a hell of a line. Hell of a line. We talked a lot about that last year. But they're coming back from commercial break. Austin Davis just got pulled. I don't know who's coming in now. But we figured we'd start this before the game finished. They were up 5-0. They're still up 5-0, but is this Schreiber? I don't even know who's coming in here, but th- this could this could get it dicey is. here. It is. John Schreiber's in. Is he running? But what? 
Is he running out to the play to the mound? I don't know. He might have thrown a slide in there like Heath Bell, strike one. So I that's probably one of the best moments in MLB history that people forget to talk about. Heath Bell sliding into the mound at the All-Star game. Absolutely electric. Absolutely electric. Speaking of entrances, this past week, Edwin Diaz's entrance has just taken over social media. It's cool. It's cool. Like, the first time I saw it, I was like, this is dope. And now it's like every time we got to have the zoomed-in camera. I'm like, all right. I mean, yeah, song goes hard for sure. It is does go hard. The thing for me is, like, Edwin Diaz has been so – God awfully terrible for so long. No, that's a bad take. Like a year ago, he was 2019. Like a, I'm gonna pull up the numbers. Like a no. year ago, he was terrible. 2019, he had a one really bad year. His first year with the Mets, you could arguably put him at like third place in NL Cy Young voting right now. Like I think it's Sandy. I think it's Corbin Burns, and then I think it's. It's Diaz. Diaz has probably been top five closer in the league for the past four years. He's had oh, that yeah. one down year. Oh, yeah, right. one down way off. And twenty eighteen, right. he was extremely yeah, off. Yeah, yeah. Was very off. Well, that's why we're not a Mets. That's not, well, Clausen. I mean, to be fair, we're we're not known as a Mets podcast. Oh, John Schreiber, paint the corner, no, baby. I don't really pay attention to that. Oh, what a pitch! Who's the Pirates manager? Who's this guy coming out to argue? I don't know. Didn't think he get fired, and that's a different guy now. It's not Clint Hurdle anymore, that's for sure. But this guy, <laughs> this guy looks. Um... This guy oh, looks Alex, like <laughs> Alex Clausen. Edwin Diaz has been god awfully terrible. Edwin Diaz this year, a one three three ERA, forty seven point one innings pitched, ninety four strikeouts, a point eight seven WHIP, with twenty seven saves. No, see, I didn't say this year. I meant over his career. All I hear, all I hear, Mets fans complain about over the last five years has been how terrible he's been. I'm pretty sure the Red Sox had Edwin he's been Diaz. Bad, though, be like two games last year. I'm pretty sure the only guy who like really complains about him is Frank the Tank, and he complains yeah. about everybody. Not gonna, not gonna lie. The only person I've ever heard complaints about Edwin Diaz from is Frank the Tank. So, right. you really, yeah. You really broke down my whole analysis of Edwin right. Diaz exactly. and Mets fans' we, relationship. I will say, if the Sox right. had Edwin Diaz, we'd be, like, the first in the division. The team would be so much better. So much better. So the Sox this week, 3-3 three and three on the homestand. It was a weird homestand. You got two against Atlanta, one against Baltimore, three against the Yankees. I mean, we didn't. We didn't lose more than we won. That that's a plus. That's a plus. The truth. We didn't really lose much ground in the wild card, but I I still need to see more from this team. I still need to see more. I feel like watching them is just kind of boring. When I feel like if you have people on the mound that I either don't care about or I know are going to pitch poorly then I just can't be interested in that half inning of the game. But that's the thing is, like, the starters have been good. The recently, rotation's, recently. The rotation's recently. been great on this six-game stretch. It's just the bullpen. Yeah, the, the bullpen is terrible. Tough. And well, I mean, they, they I'm came, should have probably fixed that a little bit. Well, but they, they came through in the Yankees series and in Baltimore, but – to the reason yeah, they against lost the, Bra- the Braves. Oh, shit. Oh, that's in the gap. Oh, no. 
why do we take Pavetta out? He was only at like 98 pitches. That's, that's a how Cora manages. Double. That's a basis clearing double. Because it's Cora? 98 pitches against the Pirates. Right. Throw him one more. Like, gosh. I guess now he has I... two outs. Or he had one out, but. Who? Schneeber. Schreiber. Oh, man. Well, that's just we'll classic. You, uh, that's how I Cora mean, manages. Sometimes it works. Sometimes it doesn't. That's just a that's a bad pitch. Schreiber left that too far. Quite out. literally, directly down the middle. <laughs> middle, middle to a lefty, in it, like a slider. That's what you don't want to throw. That's what you don't want to throw. But yeah, three and All three right. in my homestand. Braves confirmed, still good, still better than us, Atlanta. It would be crazy if they were still the Boston Braves. That'd be cool. Could you imagine that rivalry? Where would they put the stadium? It's too bad there aren't. Who knows? I'm going to look that up. Where was the Braves stadium in Boston? Probably played at Fenway or some shit. I don't know. Maybe it was at like... Field. Park was located... It was called... Oh, it was uh, on BU's campus. I think it was. I almost said that. Damn it. Nickerson Field. It is an outdoor athletic stadium at BU, and they use it for soccer and lacrosse now. It's it's obviously not still standing, but where it is. In fact, I think I saw something that they put like a the old home plate, like they put like a plaque there recently. That's pretty cool. That is pretty cool. It's cool. But yeah, they beat us. Austin Riley. Austin Riley's great. Probably the goat. The first, the first game was just it was a punch, punch, just punch to the gut, punch to the gut. I mean, the Red Sox and close games, besides the Yankee series up until this point, were you know not meshing well. Red Sox. I'm trying to remember. They had something going in the ninth, obviously, or in the tenth. They tied it up, and then they brought in Caleb Ort. Yeah, that didn't go well. Obviously, Caleb Ort pitched 1.2 and let up one earned run in two in three runs, two unearned somehow. I think that they the fact. I don't know. Yeah. The fact that we are in – well, we're now into the second half of August and Caleb or guys like Caleb or are still on this roster is – it's a problem. That's a problem. And I know they tried to fix that. Juris Familia signed to the team. They called him up. I know he's had a bad year, but that's a veteran who's got postseason experience. I think he's he's got a ring with the Mets. And, you know, if – he can find his way here. I know he hasn't pitched yet for the Red Sox, but I like that signing a lot. Is it enough, though? Probably not. <laughs> Definitely not. But, I mean, this year he's got a 6.09 ERA, which is a big step up from a guy like Caleb Ort. But last year, a 3.94. year before that, a 3.71. 2019, he was bad, but, I mean – Historically, he's he's a solid player. I mean, he's only 32 years old. I I like I like that they bring in a guy like that, try to bolster the bullpen. And now, you know, with Hauk out too, do we see Familia here for the ninth, or do you see Whitlock probably? 
Who knows, man? Who knows what Corey's thinking? What's the move? Maybe we'll see Caleb Ward again. I would I would love that, honestly. I would rather not. Give the guy another chance. But yeah, Red Sox drop game one to the bridge, nine to seven. Game two, not much better. Red Sox dropped that one as well. And I mean, you know, Rich Hill, well, in that first game, he, you know, didn't exactly pitch pitch great. Why is my thing not loading here? Um Rich Hill did not pitch great. Are you talking about wait? I was game one, Rich Hill did not pitch great. Game two, Rich Hill did not pitch. Yeah. I mean, Rich Hill has been Rich Hill for most of the year. But he has, to his credit, not died yet. Great point. It's a great point. I mean, and then in ga- game two, Pavetta really, he didn't pitch that poorly. Three runs over six innings. I mean, he left, he left one bad pitch kind of on the inner half to Marcelo Zuno, who hit a three-run shot. But, you know, again, Darwin's and Hernandez comes in. I think he lowered his ERA after he gave up two runs. And thank goodness he's gone now. He was – I apologize for that take as well. That, that was a bad take. Yeah, I'm looking at his stats right now. He must have lowered his ERA because it's, uh, as of that night, a 21, 21.6. It's pretty good. How's Jake Diekman doing? Jake Diekman? I have no idea. Probably really better. Awesome. Let's see. Definitely better. Can to show you that he's got a three point a three six zero ERA in six games with the White Sox. It's pretty good. I will, if I were Deekman, I'd probably be pretty happy I'm on the White Sox instead of the Red Sox right now. Yeah, did you guys see that clip last night of the guy yelling at Tony Larusa to pinch run somebody? Yeah, and then Tony Larusa did it. <laughs> it was like still Adam Engel or something. Yeah, I still don't see how he's fit to be a manager. Was he drunk then, you think? I don't know. He's senile. I don't think Tony LaRusse is fit to do much, let alone manage a baseball team. I wonder if he still operates a vehicle. Because <laughs> Obviously, he does. Well, that's not obvious. I bet somebody could get him a ride. I don't know if he should be operating a vehicle right now is what I'm saying. Who is the last per- person? Actually, no, never mind. That, that could lead to a bad spot. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to skip that question. But yeah, Hernandez pitched one inning, let up two runs. Frazier pitched less than an inning, also let up two runs. Not great performances out of the pen. Clawson? I just saw Michael Chavis on TV. I I had the double take. I didn't think it was him. He plays first for the Pirates, and he's actually, I think, had a pretty decent season. Yeah, he just has, like, really long hair and a beard. I didn't recognize him. He's having, uh, like, a good year for a Pirates player. He's having a good year for Michael Chavis. Yeah, that's exactly what I was going to say. He's had 12 home runs. Dependent on it. He's having a better season than any first baseman we've had on the roster up to maybe Eric Cosmer now, I guess. That's a fair point. Did, did you hear what X said about this Pirates team at the beginning of the game? He probably called them like a literal like garbage. Basically. Yeah, yeah basically. Called them a triple-A team, and then he also called them a hodgepodge of nothingness. 
there. I love the fact that I think it's, for some reason it's just caught on this season. Calling things nothing has been great for takes. It's calling things what? Nothing? Yeah, just like I called, well, I mean, it was a bad take at the time, but it sounds good. I called Matt Carpenter a nothing move. Lawson used the, the words nothing, I think, to describe something else recently. Eck called the Pirates nothing. That's just really disrespectful, just to call something nothing. Clausen, what did you call? Top. What did you call nothing? Oh right God, now? Matt Barnes is warming in the pen. Matt Barnes is warming in the pen. This game's over. Clausen, what did you call a nothing move the other day? Oh, the Ben Attendee thing. Didn't yeah, because it is a nothing move. Yeah. Yeah, we'll see. I mean, especially if the Pirates win this game, we're going to be over three on all those things that I just said, because. Carpenter clearly worked out. Ben Attendee, I think, will most likely will work out. And then it looks like we might lose this Pirates game. We're not well, while we're on the topic of Eck, no, we're going to be okay. We're going to be okay here. While we're on the topic of Eck, though, he unfortunately announced he's retiring at the end of the season from the booth, which sucks. We got the podcast name from Eck. I don't like if if we're being completely honest here. I, I know we've all talked about not being big OB fans, but I like if him we're as looking a person. At, he seems like a great guy as a commentator. So, he's so, so boring. boring. Eck was trying to start up some conversations in the beginning of this broadcast, kind of like I forget exactly what it was, but it wasn't like directly focused on the team. Every time OB just shuts it down so quickly with a one liner, he's like, Yep, I agree. And the pitch like Don and Jerry would have been talking about that for half an inning. And what it would have been had a slap about the team, they talked about you know, whatever was going on at the stadium, whatever they wanted. True Kings, how do you think? How do you think what, Clausen? How do you guys think that OB would handle the boob grab? He'd be <laughs> like, Oh lord, ah. Oh. Whew. that's not good. That is not good. That is bad. You're for not Raiders. allowed to touch that area. All right. Anyway, moving back to the game. Gonna and then he like Eck would probably try and say something about it. And be like, we're not gonna talk about that because that seems like it's you know not really about the Boston Red Sox. But yeah, Eck is boring. Maz is Eck just, is not. Oh yeah, not Eck. Obi's boring. Maz is just the worst. I can't think of a worse broadcast to watch than just Maz and Obi. They got to bring somebody That's new. It's pretty in, bad. Right? I'm still. They got to get Papelbon in here. Have you guys been seeing his Twitter? Completely on Twitter. <laughs> the best. The best. Like he speaks his mind. Could you imagine him in the booth? He'd say some heinous stuff, and I'm. All for it. He definitely like, th- how how many games do you think it would take for him to threaten to kill someone? One, like I don't know, six minutes in the booth with Maz and Ob. I feel he, like you know what the first person he probably threatened to kill if he had to uh, sit OB. in a booth with Maz and Ob. Now it'd probably be himself just to get him out of there. <laughs> Holy Wait, shit! I can't, could, could you imagine? Out. Could you imagine the tension between Papelbon and, and Dave O'Brien? I don't, David, I don't think OB. Dave would be actively scared of him. I think. You know what? 
You know a booth I'd love to see? Throw, like, Pap in, like, the ESPN booth. <laughs> Give him, like, free reign of, like, Buster Only and A-Rod and uh, John Smoltz. He would definitely oh. just personally attack them <laughs> for the majority of the broadcast. I want to see Pap on the K-Rod broadcast. I think he would actually just start insulting them. Who who would be who would be who would be your top like dream booth for the Red Sox if you could handpick any two guys? Jeremy and Don Ursula. Yeah, I'd say. Well, yeah. I mean, we'll say t- two guys who are alive. All right, Don uh, wait, and, hold on. I don't know Eck. I don't know. I'd say like Don and Don and Pap would be awesome. I feel like I just love Eckersley so much, and there's the Don and Don and Eck would be great. Let's let's take let's take people out of the like out of the running who have been in the Red Sox booth before. I will say that there was a certain charm to to Eck and Ob. I mean, there still is right now because Eck would say whatever ridiculous Eckism he would say, and you could tell that Dave. I don't know if he wouldn't get it. Or just like thought it was weird that Eck was like saying like these like things about educated salad. And there was just like a moment where you could tell that the booth, like Dave didn't know what to do and Eck didn't know what to do. And there was n- that conversation was going nowhere fast. It was a little charming. Who was the guy? Who was the guy that did it with Joe Morgan? I was going to say, I want Joe Morgan. Uh, or no. Cause the other yeah, guy was you're better. right. I, Yes. Uh, it's like the Giants. I, 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 the Giants announcer. Yes. That's exactly. Oh, what's his name? Um, John Miller. Wait. John. Miller? John Miller. Yep. I was gonna say John Miller and Pap. John Miller is the best. No, John Miller's like way yeah, too John calm. Miller. Like John Miller and Jerry. Oh, no, he's not. Call it, they would call it great. Don like. John Miller and Jerry Remy are on like the same level of just like calm, but call a great game. Pap would just like run it into the ground by the third inning. They'd get a bad call. He'd be like, I'm going to fucking kill that ump. I'm just looking for Gary anything Thorne. to make the broadcast more interesting, man. Gary Thorne would be electric. I love Gary Thorne. If Matt Vasgersian wasn't like such a homer, I, I don't really like him. He, he's he's annoying. I like him. What do you like he about him? He used to be better, but now, now, Give me now he's a, just over the top. Who's the guy that calls, like, Big 12 football? Oh, give me the oh, Hornets oh. announcer. Oh, what's his name? Gus I know Johnson? exactly who. Gus Johnson, yeah. A oh, deep you... drive to left. Oh, oh my God. Oh, you guys know the uh, Charlotte Hornets, Hornets announcer? Yeah. Give me that guy. What, what, what was the one he he went like crazy? I'm trying to remember. He was like he he, he said some out of pocket. He was stuff. just like, oh Terry, oh yeah, time or whatever. <laughs> did you did you guys see that guy in the preseason football game last week on the the PAT? He's like, you're just gonna sit there and a guy's coming in your face and you just gotta take it and enjoy it. <laughs> I did not see that. Let me see if I can find, I find that clip. My maybe my all-time favorite piece of broadcasting is during a Hornets game when like Bismack Biombo like pulled up for three, and that announcer just was like, "Oh my god!" 
because he completely airballed. It was as if somebody actually got shot in front of him. Hold on. I'm trying to I'm trying to find this. You know who I want in the booth? Oh, here we go. I got it. Who? Are you gonna play it? I thought Colossal was gonna I thought Colossal was gonna first. All right, you ready? Here's the clip. Five seconds. You have to like when there's a guy coming right in your face and just sits in there and delivers it uh, really well. You got to like when there's a guy coming in your face and he just sits in there and delivers it really well. You know How do I you want? say that live on air? Clausen? Yep. I want paralyzed vocal cord Joe Buck. The most monotone announcer of all time. Speaking of Joe Buck, I just saw today that he's no longer calling baseball games. He's done. Why? It's a real shame. Well, he's he's got his new deal with ESPN doing, what, Thursday or Monday Night Football? So he's not with Fox anymore, and he said after 30 years of, of baseball, he's done. Oh, well. I liked him on baseball. Did you? Yeah, he eh, was okay. What did you like? I consider about like him? any big game, like unless it's Al Michaels, it's got to be Joe Buck, or else it's not a big game. What about Jim Nance? Yeah, he does it, but like Jim, I don't know. What do you mean? Eh, he's done the Super Bowl like ten times. I like Jim Nance. Or Mike Breen. Hey man, he's no Joe Buck. What about Mike Breen? Yeah, in the put NBA. Mike, put Mike Breen in a uh, a baseball game. Bang! Time game. I, I still stand by that there should be a uh, a red zone version of the MLB. There should be. I, we, well, what did you say it, it should be called, Steve? Should you have a name for it? It was like uh, like runners scoring, scoring position or something. Yeah, scoring position. I like That'd that. Good. That'd be good stuff. I'm, I'll wait for my check in the mail when you make that ESPN. I will wait for my check in the mail. One last guy who I'd love to see do baseball. If we're talking just about like some of the best announcers, I know Vince Scully recently passed away. Like he's the GOAT baseball broadcaster. All right. But if, if we're talking about GOAT hockey broadcaster, Doc Emmerich, he might be like the best broadcaster yeah. of all time. He was, he was Actually, great. You know who's better? Who? Um, who's the Bruins guy? Uh, Jack, Jack Edwards. Edwards. Yeah. UNH alum, actually. Is oh, he really? Shout out. Yeah. You should try and get in contact with him. I sh- yeah, that'd be cool. He's retired now. Is he? Yeah. I think last year was his last year or something. Huh. Oh, yeah. Well, I'm announcing that I'm the new Bruins announcer. So. Whoa, congratulations. Thanks. So, yeah, that was a little side piece on announcers. Uh, so- Sox won a series against the AL East. I Actually, think we got to bring – Hold on. Ta- Scawson? Jack Edwards would kind of be like the pap because there was there was one series, like, I don't know, probably 10 years ago. They beat the Capitals in like a um, – I don't know, it was like an overtime or like – I don't know. They, they won in like dramatic fashion. And he went into like deep detail about how the, the Bruins just stabbed the Capitals like – 
into like graphic detail, like stabbed him in the heart and just killed him. I feel like Pap would go on something like that. Yeah, I think it was either that or the Canadians. I remember that call. Something like that. But he'd do it on like a Tuesday night against the Pirates. Like, Hold on. So John Boy just uh, posted the clip of Eck calling the Pirates like stuff. I'll see if we can play it right now already. Sox won, by the way. No name lineup. I, I, there's no team like this. Is that it? To see some of the service time, you add it all up. It's not much. You know, just came from Kansas City, seeing all those young kids. That's this is different, though. Doesn't seem different. They have a lot of prospects they're playing over there. And, this and serious prospects. Yes, the guys who are going to be in the big leagues. This is a hodgepodge of nothingness. They have one of the lowest payrolls in baseball. Last year, they were actually 30th. It's ridiculous. It really is. Pathetic. He's like personally personally offended by the Pittsburgh Pirates. Yeah. He called them a hodgepodge of nothingness and then described them as pathetic. He compared them to the Royals, who he basically said, you know, at least the Royals expect these people to be good, whereas the Pirates are sending out a bunch of bums that will never amount to anything. That is classic act. Yeah, I mean, he's not wrong at all. That that Royals team, I mean, I do I do like the Royals, but that's a fun young team. They got a bunch of like guys who in, who in two years are going to be studs. And when you look at the Pirates roster, I think one guy, <laughs> I think he was playing third for them today. He played on like four different teams this year. I mean, it's just a, it's a mess. Absolute mess. Speaking of messes, before we get into a segment that we did in the preseason, I think we should bring it back today because we have not ha- really had an opportunity to bring it back. I think we got to bring back yeah, laughing at the Yankees. It's hard to do this year. Clawson? It's been very hard to do this year. I think we, we sh- I think we should bring it back. But first off, speaking of messes, Chris Sale fell off a bike, broke his other wrist. Um, he has zero functioning wrists right now. Fun fact. He's done for the year, officially. I think it's stupid. People are, like, defending him. They're like, he was only on a bike. I'm like, if you're making $180 million a year, I'm putting somewhere in your contract that you can't oh, ride a bike. He's not making $180 million a year. Not. Uh, I'm talking, like, in general. Yeah, I mean, should Chris Sale have been riding a bike? No. Could Should Chris Sale have fallen off said bike also probably not you know i was listening to um that uh that radio station 89 85.9 they don't deserve credit no yes no i was listening to those two guys um and they had people calling in and the segment was like what do you think actually happened to chris sale like did he actually fall off a bike or did something else happen <laughs> And some guy had a really good point. He's probably like, you know, because he had like the whole rib issue too. Like he broke a rib or something. Apparently that happened too. Yeah. I don't know. Um, but he was like, you know, his buddy, like him and his buddy were probably just like playing live baseball and he took a comebacker right off the chest. And then he got pissed and probably just like punched down another cabinet and broke his wrist. Like yeah, I could see, I could see him punching something. And like, I could see, I could see it that Chris Sale got pissed that he had like a bad start or something, and like punched something out and broke his wrist. Yeah, 
But I'll tell you what, at the end of the day, uh, either way, it's a stupid reason and it doesn't really matter because his wrist is broken either way and he's not pitching this year. And that's, that's it. It's it's the fact of the matter. The question is the question on everybody's mind, I think is where in the world is James Paxton? Apparently he's been, he's feeling good pitching. Well, that's my favorite, favorite thing. Feeling good. Feeling good. He's feeling good. You know who was feeling good the other day? I don't know. Cora said he ex- Cora said he expects him to pitch for the team before the end of the season. I would. I want to. I want to see it. I'd love to see it. I don't believe that it'll actually be James Paxton. I think it's going to be an Avril uh, Levine type situation where he got replaced by a clone. We can have, we can have Bernie's yeah. dead guy out to the mouth. Yeah, and uh, yeah, that could. But, you know, I will say, you know, who, who, who definitely felt good the other day, Michael Waka. He felt good. Michael Waka, man. It's not a fluke anymore. Kid, it's not a good. fluke. He's guy, guy's good. Not to skip over a game of the Yankee series, but the Cutter Crawford start was pretty all right. It wasn't bad. It was kind of a relatively boring game outside of that uh, Benintendi catch. You were, you were at that game, correct? I was there. It was kind of boring. No, I mean, there's like one or two extra base hits. Nothing really happened until like the fourth or the fifth inning. And, but it was close. It was close. And then Ben Attendee made that diving catch in left field, which hurt my heart a little bit. And the Red Sox did not pull it out. We lost that game actually, unfortunately. How did, how did it feel to be back at Fenway? I know you hadn't been since opening day. It was cool. I like. I mean, obviously, going to Fenway is a, is always a good time. I've been there so much in the past few years that I think this year I wasn't clamoring necessarily to uh, go too too much. But I I think the the almost low volume of times I've been there made it better because you know once you get to Fenway, it's kind of like you know you smell everything cooking outside sausage king i saw this one guy who uh, clearly took inspiration from the sausage king it was called the sausage guy i didn't get one of those but i can't imagine it was as good as a sausage king and just you know great atmosphere just a great atmosphere unfortunately we lost i was sitting next to a man in a bruins hat who i had assumed for much of the game was a red sox fan because he was wearing a boston bruins hat and then something good happened to the yankees and he celebrated and I was like, you're not a Red Sox fan? And he went, no. And I said, but you're wearing a Bruins hat. And he said, I know I'm a Bruins and a Celtics fan, but I'm a Yankee fan too. And I went, you tricked me. I feel like you just tricked me. And we had a whole conversation. So Nice. Hell yeah. Yep. Should we do a quick laughing at the Yankees? How would you like to laugh at them? Hmm. My my laugh at the Yankees is I'm gonna laugh at the fan base. I'm gonna laugh at the fan base this week. I think it's just funny, guys. The Yankees used to be an organization of of class, not class, not class, uh, of greatness. Greatness is a better word. You know, you hated used them, to be, but you kind of respected them too. Right, exactly. It was like you know what, there are rivals, but 
they whoop our ass every single year, every single year. And I'm not talking anything recently. I'm talking like in our parents' like childhood, like a long, a long time ago, 70s, 80s, 60s, long, long time ago. My laughing at the Yankees is the expectations from the fans. It used to be every year. I mean, I hear stories from my grandpa and his friends who are Yankees fans. They used to complain if they didn't win a World Series. That was the gold standard for the New York Yankees. At least it used to be. It was World Series or bust. We use that term, but that's how it was for the Yankees. Oh boy, have things now changed for the fans? I mean, they went they win a couple games now. They they're the first half regular season champs. Riots in the streets. Best baseball team of all time. I know this team's in a downturn right now, but man, the fans can't handle adversity. The team stinks. The the team can't handle adversity as well. They got no character. And I'll say it again, as I said it at Fenway about a month ago, I don't care if the Yankees win the division. They're frauds, and they don't want to run into the Red Sox in the playoffs. If they get there, if they get there, I'm not worried about them. But I'm laughing at the Yankees fans. Uh, that, that's what I got. You guys got anything to laugh at? Tell you what, if I'm Aaron Judge, I am getting out of New York. I am leaving. I'm going to any other big market team, pretty much. If I realistically, if I'm Aaron Judge, I'm going somewhere warm. And if for some reason the Angels, I don't know, maybe want to pay me a ton of money, that'd be pretty interesting. That'd be like probably the the greatest three, or not the greatest, because you know you have like the death row Yankees, but uh. Yeah, that'd be a pretty stellar big three between Otani, Mike Trout, and Judge. But if I'm Judge, I'm getting out of New York. You just got to go somewhere where you can win, like, right now. I mean, realistically, does Aaron Judge put up a better season statistically than this? It would be hard to – I mean, he's hitting, like, 304, like, 48 home runs. So He's already over 30. Yeah, he's right? 29, isn't he? I think he's 29 or 30. So he's Either in way. his prime, like, right now. Yeah, you so got to secure the bag, it. bro. Secure the bag and win right now. Especially if he's still dating that one girl. I think they got engaged. Oh, what a sucker! What a sucker. Steve. Is she knows she's dating Aaron Judge. Come Do you on. know who her boyfriend slash fiance is? Do you know who I'm kissing? Yeah, if I'm Aaron Judge, catch me. Somewhere not in New York. I got a. I'm making or, a mistake now. I, I, maybe you go to the Mets. That'd be crazy. It'd be hilarious. I would be very funny. I would die laughing if that would went to the Mets. Awesome. I said this. I was a guest on a another podcast uh, last or a couple days ago. Is it completely out of question that the Red Sox target Aaron Judge this offseason? No. You gotta try. Everybody, I, every all, tw- all 30 teams should be looking that's at That's what Aaron I'm Judge. saying. Especially, I'm confident I'm confident they're gonna get a deal done with Bogart's endeavors. I, I'm feeling good about that right now. But, if things don't go that way, especially with Devers, or well, I, I guess you don't really know because Devers is still on the team next year no matter what. I don't think it's out of the question the team targets Aaron judge. I mean, I know that might sound crazy, but could you, could you imagine that 
think of all the Red Sox that have gone to the Yankees. You know, Jacoby Ellsbury, Roger Clemens, Andrew Benatendi, Johnny Damon, Damon. Stephen Drew. I mean, people forget about him. Kelly Johnson. I don't like to talk about it. People do not like to talk Jacoby about Jacoby Ellsbury. Stephen Drew. Did you say that? I said Jacoby Ellsbury. Yeah. Well, that, I'm trying to think that worked of, out for the Sox. So I'm trying to think of other those. Those are like the big names. I don't know if I'm. Yeah, I'll tell you one Yankee that came to the Red Sox. Who's that? Chris Young. Chris Young. Yeah. You know who also came over? Yeah. Who? Garrett Whitlock. Garrett Whitlock did as well. Yeah. 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 But slightly different. You know what would be? But yes. AC refuses. You know to what would be Whitlock the biggest? The ninth against the Yankees. Exactly. It's it's the gut punch. But you know what would be the biggest one-two combo to the Yankees for the years and years of us giving them players taking their prized possession since Derek Jeter. I'd love to. I'd love it. I mean, he'd, he'd, he'd hit 80 home runs in Fenway. He'd hit 80 home runs. Probably. I mean, actually, he hits. He's pretty awful at Fenway. He gets like 170. Ah, whatever. He definitely benefits from the short porch. Tell you he that. definitely does. Although I did see a stat today. I, I don't really even know how you measure this. Uh, the I guess William Sport thing? No, that was fun. That was funny, though. I, yeah. I did see that. It was like, who would have the most home runs if every MLB game was played on a Little League field? But Marcus Simeon. He'd have a lot of them. He'd have the most. Um, no. I think it was him or Judge, but it was, I guess, home runs in the MLB this year are down 25% because of, like, these new balls. And, again, I don't know how you measure this, but it was each player's expected home run total because of the balls they hit. If they had been using the old balls compared to how many they've hit, and if they had been using the old balls, this analytics account said Aaron Judge would have 59 right now. Well, who knows? The MLB is so shady that they might be juicing, you know, the balls that are used against the Yankees to try and market judge and then make more money that way. And then they, I'm sure the MLB benefits when the Yankees are good because they're the biggest market in the entire MLB outside of maybe the Dodgers right now, but the Yankees are the Yankees. And then Aaron Judge is the face of the Yankees. So the MLB does stand to benefit from you know, an all-time season from Judge and a good season from the Yankees. So I, I don't I'm move. Out. I don't put it past the MLB. Yeah, I was gonna say I wouldn't put up. it past them. Second, um, second on that list, or second or third on like most home runs missed out on was actually JD Martinez. He was expected to have 22 at this point. He's only got nine. He's also hitting like 280. Yeah, 277 now. His average mm-hmm. is just you know. Are we gonna are we gonna be sad to see him leave after this year? I mean, I'm gonna be sad to see him, but I think his bat is just you know not what it used to be. Um, JD, call it call it a career, kid. Call no. it a career. I bet he gets one more good deal with another team. One more good deal. I'm talking like three years, fifty Ooh, three years, JD's someone's getting a gonna one year deal this offseason. No. Someone's going to give him that. One year with an option, maybe. 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 
Oh, what I was going to say about Judge, though, is, is my, my early prediction is that he goes to the Giants. I think he's going to San Fran. Got some money to play with. He's a Californian boy, Fresno State alum, Brewster Whitecap alum, too, for all you Cape fans. Why not the Dodgers just throw money at him, too? Why not? Can they afford that? Feels like there's no, know. there's no consequences for them these days. They can just do whatever they want. None. Absolutely none. Well, with the whole news, obviously, we haven't touched on this yet. We're not exactly like a general MLB podcast, but one of the faces of the game, Fernando Tatis, suspended not for using steroids, for using ringworm cream. Well, ringworm. Wait, hold cream. On. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Or it could have been used for a haircut, Clausen. Either one. Either or. EDs banned substance. Don't matter. Either or. He, was a, he, he, he used some bad stuff. It was banned. And I didn't, I, for, I didn't realize that the way he had broke his shoulder was by falling off of a motorcycle. I did not realize that either. Yeah. So a lot of the Padres players are, are pissed at him. His reputation tarnished. His dad needs to shut up on Twitter. What's He's his like MLB. His dad's just like the MLB. This is bad for the game. This and that. I'm like, no. First of all, like father, like son. He took steroids too. You know, let's let's not pretend like the apple falls far from the tree. But people are people are not going to be watching your son anymore. This does not really have much of an effect on the game whatsoever. It's it's the team, and the team's done well this year without him, even up until the point where they got Soto. So, you know, I I get he's still young, but man, if if I'm making three hundred some odd million dollars for the next fourteen fifteen years, how are you not super careful what what goes in your body? Well, who did we talk to that was like everybody, like whoever gets busted for PEDs, like knows they're gonna get busted. Like all those guys, especially someone as good as Tati. I think it was Pat. Was it Pat? I think it was Pat White. But he was like, yeah, guys like that, especially as high caliber as Fernando Tatis, knows every molecule in his body at every time. Yeah. He's always, it's always, he, he pretty much said that it's just an excuse. And then I think we talked about maybe Michael Chavis or something how he got suspended and tried to say that it wasn't something that he intentionally did. And then Pat was like, yeah, that's a bunch of bullshit. So I can only assume that whoever gave Tatis that thing or like whatever Tatis knew, I don't, obviously you can even speculate whether or not he actually was using it for ringworm. That's probably not true. He probably just took a BED. I was oh, like, oh, didn't mean to do that. I mean, look at like Robinson Cano. That guy got bought for PEs like eight times. Well, Tatis, Robbie Robinson Cano 2.0, calling it now. People people don't like to talk about Cano was with the Padres for like two weeks. Yeah. He could have slipped yeah. something in there. Who, who's to yeah, say? You never know. Tatis, never know. I never liked you. And uh, Yankees lost, everybody. Yeah. The That's Yankees good. lost. You guys got anything uh, to laugh about? At the Yankees before we do a, a quick series recap against the Yankees. I got something. Clausen, let's tear it. So the Sox have walked off against the Yankees twice this season. That's pretty laughable. Wanna know what the last time they did that was? Nineteen seventy something, I think. Nineteen ninety six. Oh you wanna know what happened? Wanna know what happened in nineteen ninety six? 
They win the World Series. The Yankees won the World Series. Yeah. I don't care. I don't care. I'm not. This Yankees team's got no heart. No heart. They're they're so boring too. I mean, the Red Sox aren't exactly like the most exciting team to watch, but they at least got a couple guys. Like, like who on the Yankees are going to get fired up? Josh Donaldson. I don't Garrett know. Garrett Cole. Got fired up seventy-two wins, though. Yeah, they sure did. They were they were up at seventy-two wins a month ago. Look at them now, still there. It's honestly, I'm curious to hear your guys' take on this because the Rays are still nine games back now of the division. It's too bad that the Blue Jays have kind of struggled the last two weeks too. Because imagine if they went like eight and two, and were, were like three or four games back, put the pressure on the Yankees. That'd be awesome. That'd be cool. I get it. Wouldn't be. I get. I get it. Wouldn't be as as good. For stuff. That'd be great. That'd be great. Lose the first round by. I mean, the Yankees are still definitely going to get a first round by. They're still. <laughs> You know, nine games up on that, but yeah, it's crazy. So, Steve, Steve, give us a give us a quick rundown of of game one. Game one, cut across the one that I was there. Red Sox, yeah, Red Sox walked it off. No, I was not there for that one. You were not there for that one. That's that's right. You're at game two. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Red Sox. Steve, won. So, give me give me a <laughs> give me a rundown for game one. Red Sox won. That was classic, like, you know, Rizzo and Judge were putting some runs on the board for the Yankees. Nate looked questionable, a little sus to start. Settled in, I think, a little bit. And then the Red Sox, long story short, put up more runs than the Yankees, three of them to their two, and they won the game. On uh, on a J.D. Martinez, big game from J.D., and then Tommy Pham, has been pretty good with the Red Sox since we got him. He walked it off on a sharp line, on a sharp, sharp single to outfielder Andrew Benatendi. Sharp, sharp. Yeah, Red Sox walked it off. I mean, they had a chance to win it there in the ninth. They didn't didn't do that. But Tommy Pham, man, he's been lighting the world on fire. I've really... You know, maybe Jock deserved that slap. Maybe he did. Who's to say? I'm a Tommy Fan guy. I'm certainly not yet, but I'm a Tommy Fan guy now. Hell yeah. Tommy Fan with the Red Sox so far. I mean, he's he's been well, he's been he's been slapping that ball around just like Reese McGuire. Uh 13 games, 57 at bats. He's got 11, 11 runs scored, 16 hits. He's hitting 281. He's got three ding-dongs, nine RBI, two walks. I mean, he's just a huge step up from the guys that we had, Franchi, Jackie, Jalen Davis. Jackie went and signed a, a deal with the Blue Jays. I'm happy for him that he got picked up by somebody. Contender, no But, less. yeah, the contender. That's for sure. Uh, but, yeah, you win, you win game one. Steve, give us give us a, a game two recap. I already talked about it a little bit, but it was pretty boring, honestly. There was no home runs. Cutter Crawford pitched pretty decent. I think he pitched to the tune of like two earned runs, two or three, maybe. 
He pitched pretty decently. Honestly, if you're going to see anybody pitch these days in the Boston Red Sox uniform, it might as well be Cutter Crawford. Nothing really happened to like the fifth inning. And then it was just like tied for a while. Yankees took a lead. Then, and like the Yankees took a lead and I believe the eighth Red Sox bats were pretty dead the entire time. JD, Xander, and Raffi combined for what I'm pretty sure was like 0 for 14. Pretty tough look. Raffi had a chance at the end there with um, at least one man on to kind of put some pressure on the Yankees, maybe get a hit, maybe hit a home run, maybe take the lead, maybe do something. And I think he struck out or grounded out, something like that. I'm pretty sure that the Red Sox grounded into like 12 double plays that game too. Tough, tough game all around. And 12 double plays in nine innings is quite impressive. Yeah. I got to say. They they loved to do it. They loved it. Tough game all around. But it didn't matter because Tough. the next game, Red Sox won again. Red Sox won again. They, they won. They won. Then Sunday, Jared, Jared throws out the first pitch. Wait, wait, Sunday wait, night wait, baseball. Clausen, Clausen, Clausen. We're going to talk about the uh, Kiner Falefa home run. Oh, Ooh, yes, we yes. do. Steve doesn't know. Steve doesn't know about this. This Oh, Steve, yes, Steve, you don't know this. What? This is pretty funny. This is very Did funny. you guys meet Connor Falefa? No. Uh, uh, no. Okay. Clausen, you, you can tell the story. You know the story better than I do. I, I mean, I guess we know it the same. I don't, oh, I don't somebody really know. Tell, somebody. Tell All right, story. I'm going to tell the story. All right. So, Steve, you yeah. know the alumni of our fraternity who gave us tickets to a few games. Oh, I'm familiar with him. Yes. Okay. His name is Brian. He's a great guy. Shout out, Brian. Great guy. So, Brian. Oh, God love him. God love him. He's a great guy. So, Brian, you know, he, he's got seats at Fenway season tickets. Ordinarily does not sit on the Green Monster. He ordinarily does not sit there. However, for the game on Saturday, he was up on the Green Monster with his family. So, Connor Falefa hits hits the home run, and who catches it but Brian? Brian catches wow. the Connor Falefa home run. The first first of the year. First since first, like 2017. With the Yankee. Yeah, first is a Yankee. So, you know, that that's cool in itself, right? You're just like, all right, he caught the ball. Like, that's really cool. Did he throw it back? I've never caught him. He gives it gives it to his daughter, who throws it back onto the field. Then yesterday, yesterday, he texted Clawson and I a clip that John Boy tweeted out of his other daughter saying to him while he's holding it, throw it back. I'll read. I'll read the tweet here. And she threw it back on the field. Apparently, Judge picked it up, threw it into the right field or left field stands. And I was like, if you had kept that, you probably would have gotten something good. But, uh, yeah, the tweet said, yeah, it just says, like, John Boy making a joke. I want you to have this to always remember this night. And then his daughter saying, throw it back. That's pretty cool. Raised him right. Here, I'll true socks. I'll, I'll send it to you. you. Should retweet it. Please do. Please do that. 
I'm gonna re yeah, let's re we'll retweet it. I'll uh I'll toss out a retweet right now too. I'll, um but yeah, that was pretty funny. And I guess I was like, if you had kept that, I bet you would have gotten some good stuff. Apparently, the people who had the ball only got a signed Aaron Judge ball. So not uh not why that great, I guess. Why didn't Kiner Falefa like sign a bat? Like it's his ball. <laughs> who who would want funny. that? You can clearly see that she says throw it back. Yeah, I know, right? Like no hesitation. <laughs> who would want an IKFs? <laughs> that is that's pretty cool. Did he catch it clean? Do you guys know? I have no idea. Do you know his Twitter handle, Clausen? Brian? John Boy? Yeah. Brian's or John Boy? Brian's. I th I thought he had one. Like he, he follows us. Stuff. His uh his profile pic is a South Park, I think. Character. Yes, it is. Let me see if I can. F I don't. I think it's just like B Klaus. Uh, let's see if I can find. That. Um, got it. I'm gonna follow him back. I don't know why we don't follow him. I'll, yeah. uh, I'll send out a nice tweet. But yeah, I thought that was hilarious. That is pretty funny. That's good stuff. Shout out to Brian for including me in that text. Not. We love you, Steve. Anyway. Uh, so yeah, so Sunday. Sunday, the Red Sox, Sunday Night Baseball, rubber match. Jared Carabas throwing out the first pitch. Threw a strike, I guess. I guess. A little high. A little high. A little high. Good for him. I mean, hey, he is the tribal chief of Twitter baseball, essentially part of the Boston Red Sox organization. Guy deserves oh, it. Oh, yeah. Guy deserves it. He wore, I think he, he wore a Gosling's jersey. As a, a little bit of a sellout move, you don't wear. You got to wear a Boston Red Sox jersey if you're going to throw the first pitch. But I respect. Nah. I respect getting the bag. I do. Dude, if you were getting paid, you'd do the same thing. I respect. I respect get the bag, bro. I was hoping he he'd come out in his like all black, like no brand logos whatsoever, like he always wears. Yeah. No. Goslings. So be it. Even Sydney Sweeney wore a Red Sox jersey, and she's poor as shit, I guess, allegedly. Oh, yeah. Isn't she, like, in really big debt or something? Or she just was like, I don't make enough. But I think the exact quote was like, I don't make enough to take six months off. I have to work year-round. Everybody was like, yeah, I do too, bro. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> she got paid, like, $1.2 million an episode for Euphoria or something. I have no idea. Jeez, no, nah, I mean, probably, I wish it, I it wasn't that much. Should we give Jared a ring to get a uh, a rundown on the first pitch? You can try. You can try, man. Jared's a busy, busy what do you man. Think? I don't know. You're like, what the fuck you want? <laughs> I'm not gonna do it because you're the you're the one that goes out to lunch with him. I'll give him a ring. 
What? Clausen, what are you laughing at? No, I just I knew you were gonna do that. <laughs> Did you Clausen? All right, we're, we're gonna skip over that. No, we're, we're gonna skip over that. No phone call. Backlash. <laughs> I didn't say anything. No phone call. It's too late. Um, it's not too late. Too much backlash. What do you mean backlash? Clausen, would you? I said, what did you think of the Sunday night game? Oh my god! <laughs> Do what? About it. Call him. I knew you were gonna call him. Yeah. Either do it or don't do it. I don't care. Awesome. What did you think of the Sunday night game? I thought it was great. <laughs> All right. Awesome. Socks one. I will say, Gardner, your connection has been god awful. So I don't even think that calling him would like. I think calling him would go so poorly just because you keep freezing and stuff. So it would be like, what'd you say, Jared? What'd you say? Do I really? Yeah, you, you kind of cut out a, or get a little fuzzy. <laughs> so I think it'd be difficult. Should we? Listen, Clausen... Connecticut's, Connecticut's, Connecticut's trying to sabotage the show because I'm in Yankees territory. I'm in Yankees territory. Yeah, Connecticut has worse. Sox won three nothing. Yeah, honestly, probably. Sox win three nothing on Sunday. I mean, Michael Walker came out absolutely dealt. First game back since late June. I mean, again, the offense didn't light the world on fire. Sox win it. That was great. Devers another another bomb. Love to see it. And, and, and then the Sox just beat uh beat Pittsburgh. Big four-run first inning. Couple errors finally benefited the Sox. Nick Pavetta, another another great start. And boys, the Sox have won four out of five now. Four out of five. So Clawson, I know you had before this episode started, you'd been talking some smack. You had some numbers you wanted to bring up. Steve and I apparently are, are gonna eat our words. So I, I want to give you the floor. So what do you got? I have been talking a lot of smack because you guys are down on the season. Just bag it in. Steve said yesterday he suggested maybe we just tank for a draft pick. I think it's stupid. That was ludicrous, I will say. I I completely agree. Can I – are you pausing so I can defend myself? Yeah. Um, I will say that I'm saying that this roster is not in a place where we have any chance at legitimate contention. So, at this point, when we're trotting guys out there to get shelled and our moral victories are going 500 and beating the lowly, lowly pirates that Eck described as absolute nothingness, maybe uh, maybe getting a good pick, good-ish pick, the highest pick possible isn't such a bad idea. If this was basketball, I'd, I'd agree with you, but that, that, that's a ludicrous take. And, Klaus, I will say this quickly – before you go on, I, I would be surprised if this team made the playoffs. They still got to show me a little more. I like what I've seen the last few days. Yeah, definitely. I will say I have an ounce of confidence, an ounce of confidence, only because we've got a lot of guys coming back from injury. And I think this team could get hot at the right time. But I'm not, I'm not that confident still. I'm not that confident. And let's say this team loser. Let's say this team were to get hot. Right now would be the perfect time. You have the Pirates, who we just beat tonight. Should have beat by a lot right. more. But John Shriver threw one right down the plate. So you got the Pirates of this series. And then you have the Orioles, who are your 
direct superiors in the standings. You get a three-game set against them. You play well against them. You got a chance to bump them in the standings. Then you play the Blue Jays, who are sliding. So you got a chance to then make up more games. Then you got the Rays, who are a a solid test. The Rays are playing well right now. Solid test. They're second in the division. I said they're playing well right now. Yeah, they're more. I would say they're at least a solid test. Yeah. Anyway, go ahead. Also, if you're right counting now, the, the wild card standings, sliding this month, and then you get into September. So all I'm saying is the next three series, and then you get into September. You get the Rangers for four, and then Tampa, Baltimore, and it's just more of the more of the AL East. If so the Red Sox, is, if there's a time and then an opportunity for you to directly make up games to diminish this five game set back in the wild card, it's right now. You're playing the teams that are ahead of you. You're playing them in series at home and away. So you got a chance. Right now is their golden opportunity to make games up. If they don't make games up come September 1st, they're not making the playoffs. I will say it's only four games now. We're down to four. But even if we make the postseason, what are the odds we have any chance of winning the world series still the playoffs are weird man you just gotta get weird yeah i think i think as long as long as they get in anything can happen anything can happen ever since 2016 it has been so disgustingly obvious that you need a good bullpen to win the world series it is an absolute must and our bullpen has been i'm pretty sure like the worst thing. Steve, ever can I created. ask you a question? What? Can I ask you a question? Yeah. You remember in 2018, mid middle of August, just around the same time of year, Red Sox were scuffling a little bit, especially with their bullpen. And I have one question to ask you. Where were you when Joe Kelly fixed the bullpen? And where will you be? When Matt Barnes fixes the bullpen. I don't think one person can fix this bullpen. And Alex Cora doesn't have the luxury that he did in 2018. By He doesn't have the ability, the luxury, like I just said, to spot his starters into the bullpen whenever he needs to in the playoffs. And they're not good enough to the point where it will matter. So just saying. Well, let's talk. Let's talk this. Who are your four starters if it came down to a to a playoff series right now? It has to be Evaldi, Waka, yep. Pavetta. Who, who's your fourth guy? Cutter Crawford. I would think about Whitlock. No, no you can't. You can't. Whitlock's oh, not a good starter. Yeah, it's true. So I I don't I don't hate the Cutter Cutter Crawford Cutter Crawford call. I mean, they don't have a good lefty, but maybe even James Pack. No. You can't if, we, if he's healthy right now. You can't. Okay. That. All right. But you throw Rich Hill in the bullpen. Rich Hill's I, in the bullpen now. He, well, he's starting Rich Hill tomorrow. Like three days ago. Someone's got, he's I, starting tomorrow. I'm almost positive Rich Hill's in the bullpen now. I think after tomorrow's start, he's gone to the bullpen. But so then the back end of the bullpen, I mean, we got who? Houck's out which is not not good, and I don't know if he'll be back anytime soon. He's having spine problems, just like Mike Tyson. 
I got it. Okay. <laughs> I got the reference. I you broke Schreiber. my back. <laughs> my back is broken. Final. <laughs> Final. Okay, keep going. Um, you got you got Schreiber. We got absolutely no closer right now. I can't believe we didn't add a reliever at the at the deadline. Yeah. That's actually still crazy to me. I can't. You got Schreiber. You got Whitlock. <laughs> you got you got Familia. You got Barnes. Yeah, Brazier. Bunch of good options. Davis. I would honestly, I wish we still had Hans Ola Robles, to be honest. I wish we still had Jake Deepman. At least Robles had the swag and with the Undertaker theme. That was a sick theme song to walk out to. I mean, listen, I like I like the familiar pickup. I think if Matt Barnes can figure it out, he's been decent since coming back from his injury. Can't bank maybe, on that. Maybe he could figure it out. Can't bank on it. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not banking on Matt Barnes. I'm not banking on Matt Barnes. Just yeah. Saying maybe. Maybe he could be. Maybe he could be. But this yeah. is a long ways away. I we got to start. We got to win more games, and we gotta. We gotta have yeah, other teams lose games. So, no, no point in even talking about this right and now. To Clawson's point, not not really. To Clawson's point, if the Red Sox want to get into the playoffs, they have the ability to do so. They they control their own fate. They no, can do it. They, right. they can get into the postseason. No, it's all the playoffs now. It's, it's all not. the playoffs. So you're saying a division winner is not not participating in the playoffs? No, they are. Well, a division winner doesn't get a first round bye. One of them. Yeah, because they won the division. Okay, so, so, they so if the Red Sox get. They get the respect. Yeah, you know? no. They get the respect. So if the Red Sox get the sixth seed, the, these two teams are playing for quote unquote different things. You know, and then they're playing four different things. I'm labeling them as different, different things. things. All right. Well, I will say this: despite, I mean, th- this does greatly benefit the Red Sox this new playoff format. But I'm a big fan of it. I, I like it. I like the feel of it. Baseball's changing too I'm much. Big fan. Andrew Gardner's frozen. You're getting old. We got some questions. I'm back. When, when we got some questions. Them? Okay. Okay. Uh, they're from Matt. They're from Matt. They're from Matt. Yep. I know. Shocking. Uh, this first question comes in from Matt Clausen. He he said, "Now that you're 21, he's been waiting to ask this one. Mm-hmm. This, this is a good one. This one sparked sparked some some thought in my head." He said, if you could get a refund on all the alcohol you've ever bought, but you lose all the memories of any time you've ever drank, would you do it? No. I'd say no. Absolutely. Here's the thing. It's like, I don't know. I guess it's the it's the theory of life of like, do you choose money or like experience? And like, give up not, that I've done, not that I've done anything. Not that I've, well, I mean, here's the thing. Since I've been under 21, my refund well, would be only zero. Been, been drinking for a week too, so. So like my yeah, refund would you've be only been like, drinking for a week. My refund would be like I don't know, like a hundred bucks. Like, hundred bucks here, hundred bucks there. I didn't drink until eleven days ago. 
Right. So I ate I ate some pretty good experiences in the last eleven days. Can't give up the memes. No. One of my favorite Steve Brady memories with uh, with alcohol was the time, like I think it was like a year and a half ago. I stayed at his house. And... Please, Gardner, spare me. <laughs> you want me to skip this one? Inappropriate story. What? It's an inappropriate story. All right. I, I don't came even know back. You know Gardner was sleeping on the couch. I, I said hello. It was a nice hello. And I went to bed. Took you a little bit to get up the stairs, but you made it. <laughs> They're steep stairs, man. Sober or drunk, they are difficult to navigate. Um, yeah, I'm I'm totally keeping the memes, you know, whatever. Second question also comes in from Matt. He said, What's the oldest article of clothing you still wear? I've had this one pair of gym shorts since like middle school that I will wear sometimes when I exercise just because like why am I gonna wear nice like good shorts if I'm just gonna make them dirty you know they they were big on me back then and they're a little small on me now but I only work out in my garage so it's not like I'm impressing anybody probably like at this point probably like a solid nine or ten year old article of clothing the the oldest thing that I own and still wear, I conveniently have in front of me. It's a uh, Jimmy Buffett Tiki Time Tour 2003 Margaritaville t-shirt that, that my is girlfriend awesome. ripped for me. It's sick. sick shirt. That is sick. That is sick as hell. It's the front, comfort colors. I wear it all the time. No free ads, but comfort I colors are the best yeah. shirts on, on the planet. I would agree. I got Steve. I got a pair of shorts. I've, I've probably been wearing since like sixth grade. Big yeah. time. Actually, you know what? I, so I have a couple pairs of khaki shorts that are like, I got one like salmon colored pair. Like I only break it out if I'm on like vacation or, you know, something like that. Like I'm, they're not like everyday type shorts. I think I've had them since like eighth grade or freshman year. And I tried to put them on. Like, I know you guys didn't know me then, but I, it was like skinny, skinny. Like I was like 120 pounds. I tried putting them on the other day. Like they, they barely fit, but they're, 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 they're up there in age too. All right. Alex Corey, impact player of the week. Michael Waka. Who do we? Seven point, I mean, 0.71 because he's been good all year. He pitched great yesterday, right? And Michael Walker deserves the world, man. Deserves the world. Michael Walker. My Alex Cora Impact Player of the Week. I'm going to give it to Garrett Whitlock. Came out and shoved against the Yankees. Got a big save. I mean, he's been great. I love him as a reliever. Fits the team so well. I'm going to give Walker a point. Five two on the Alex Square Impact scale. Hell yeah. Who do I want to give this to? I really don't know. 
Who was impactful this week? Who would I thank for the Red Sox winning this week? Probably God first. I'll give, I'll give God, thank God. I'll, I'll give God a point five because because they went five hundred on the homestand. All right. Oh my gosh! Guess what? Who's what? hurt? The Braves just signed Michael Harris to an eight-year extension for seventy-two million. Seventy-two million. When are the Red Sox gonna learn to sign these young guns when they first come up? Well, wait. How old is how old is he now? Like twenty. He's a rookie. He's a rookie. He's young. But like, how how old is he though? Uh that I don't know. Let's see. Because that's the thing. He is twenty-one. So he's gonna be twenty-nine. There's probably some opt-outs in there too. So you end up with like uh, a Xander Bogart situation in eight years. Eight, yeah, like, eight years from now. Eight but here's years. the thing. Yeah, like the next yeah, eight, like eight years, years is their window. So. Yeah, exactly. That's why they did this with Acuna. They just locked up Austin Riley. They did this with Albies. I mean, they've got money to spend. And now they've got – they've also got some stud shortstop coming up who hit a tank against the Red Sox for his first career home run. I'm sure they'll lock Strider up at some point. I mean, the Brave the Braves front office knows how to run a major league baseball team. Hear that? Crazy. Red Sox should take notes. The Austin like, could you imagine Riley like 2018 the signing Riley contract ever to like a nine year extension? God, the Austin Riley contract is fraud. You're going to sign that guy for $20 million? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I know, man. He's having like an MVP type year. An MVTA type season? Top five shortstop. Steve, have you been on the orange line recently? Did you go on the orange line? Uh, No, I wore the red line the other day. Oh, nice. Red line. You're going to bring both for the next 30 days. The orange line's closing on Friday. Everything's closing. Yeah, and the most of the green line too. Also, I got one quick question before we close out the ninth here. This is kind of harkens back to a to a lockout type conversation we probably would have had. Those little round, like cylinder square hard candies that come in five different flavors. You know what I'm talking about? I do. Mm-hmm. What, what are your campers? <laughs> yep, exactly. What, what are your power rankings on those flavors? One to five. The happy campers. You gotta go. The what? They're hard candies. Oh, whoa, whoa. Yeah, now I'm with you. I'll probably go. Uh, Wait, how does the second part come in? Campers? I don't know. It just sounds like the other one. I guess. It's got an ERS. Oh, it's still late at night. I was thinking Rogers. No, Ugh, probably right. go like it's it's tough for the one and two. I'd say you like even like yeah. one, two, and three are pretty close together. Probably go cherry, blue, mm. watermelon, grape, green. Wow, you're putting green apple last. Yeah, it's like I used to really like it, and now I just like it tastes. 
almost like all-purpose cleaner to me. Interesting that you know what that tastes like. You just smell it all the time at work. Yeah. So figure it tastes like it smells, you know. I'm definitely going black raspberry or blue raspberry first. And blue raspberry. When did that flavor ever get it? Like, who who invented that? Blue raspberry is not a thing. Yeah, I don't know, man. It's Weird. an artificial I don't know. flavor. I'm going. I'm going blue raspberry number one. I'm going green apple number two. I'm going cherry number three. I'm going watermelon four. And I'm going grape grape in five. Putting grape last. Grape. Yeah. Sometimes grape just hits. Artificial grape flavorings either really good or really bad. I think they, they do it well. I think they do it up. Would you say that was like two for you? No, it's fourth, but it's good. Four? Yeah. I mean, none of them are bad. Like I'll I'll still eat a grape. Yeah. Awesome. Um, probably blue raspberry first. Um Probably watermelon second, apple third, and then give me what do I got left? Grape and cherry. cherry? Yeah, I'll go grape then cherry. Oh, so cherry last is egregious. Cherry just tastes like cough syrup. I don't know. Have it's you guys, good. you know, during Valentine's Day when they make it into like lollipops? Yeah. yeah. You know the uh, the pink lemonade ones. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Those are the best flavor out of. Those are good. Any of them. Those are. Those the are good. Flavor. What's your What's your favorite candy? Favorite candy, I like sour Skittles, but sour what, Steve? Sour. <laughs> I don't know, man. What do you want me to call them? I don't know. Those are good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know they're good. They kind of nerfed them a couple of years ago. <laughs> they used to be way more sour. They, they used to be way Dude. more sour. Like they when would I was younger, I went, my inside party. Yeah. When I was younger, I went to a movie and I ate a whole bag. And the next morning I woke up and the top of my top of my mouth was burnt. Yeah. No, it literally melts the inside of your mouth. You know, <laughs> yeah. Like by like there was one time, couple, A little bit okay. different. I, there was one time I uh I came back from some festivities and the only thing that I had in my room to eat were jalapeno chips so i was I just housing jalapeno chips i woke up in the most egregious stomach pain the next morning i couldn't move i genuinely could not move i felt like i was being stabbed <laughs> i was like me me on the notch low night so that like you know that like potato like clear potato juice that sometimes you guys buy clear potato <laughs> yeah so like <laughs> Mix mix that with like how it's not a brand, dude. You can just say what kind of liquor. <laughs> Beer. People know what I'm talking about. Clear potato. Clear potato. You don't. The gardener doesn't know. Do you not get it? I said. I said beer. It's not beer. No. Oh my god, I'm so dumb. Yeah. No. Now I got you. Okay. I got you. I got you. Yep. Yeah, I, I'm following. Right. Yep. I really like jalapeno chips, honestly. <laughs> They're good. Just, just don't drink them with that damn potato juice. I can see why the stomach lining you had, you once had, is now gone because of that combination. Just completely gone. One of my one of my favorites is um, oh, 
like uh what's it called bitter grove watermelon What? Bitter Grove watermelons. <laughs> oh. you want me to call them i don't know man but yeah those are pretty elite those are pretty good those are or i can like those, those are, are top too. three <laughs> what'd you just say i said or i can mics i can mics yeah i'm a big fan of those galaxy bars yeah mm, I, yeah really i love them those are probably like a bottom tier chocolate bar yeah is that what you're talking about no he's talking about guardy can you get one of these right (laughs) oh my gosh those are still pretty mid Uh, listening to this is just this is listening to this has got to be just a headache apologize you know but you know what chocolate bar i really like i think it's the best chocolate bar it's probably like chuckles chuckles come on guardy come on Chuckles. <laughs> okay, I got it. There you go. That was the name of my old cat. Chuckles? That's a creepy name for a cat. Yeah. Well, he laughed. He would like maniacally laugh in the middle of the night. It's like, kind of like a scary cat, man. Yeah. All right. We've been recording for like an hour and a half at least. So let's wrap this up. I'm having some intellectual conversations. <laughs> Closing out the ninth. What do we got? Austin, your rant was was very, very mild, I will say. Well, I mean, you guys aren't like like throwing like delusional ideas back at me, so I can't really come out guns blazing when you guys are defenseless. Well, I was just saying, I, I called it like it is, man. It's like, in, is there a chance that we make it to the wild card? Yeah, there is a pretty decent chance. I'd probably give us a 35% chance to make it to the wild card. But once we do make it to a wild card, we're not going to go far at all in the in the playoffs if we make it to the actual playoffs. So what's the point, you know, almost? We no, no it's, not, it's not what's the point. If, if, if they get in, great. If they get in, great. The Red Sox do anything have... that would really, you know, make us better. But he did, though. He did. The team's not better. in a way that's significant enough where it matters. He didn't. He didn't fix the main issue. I, I get that he didn't get a bullpen, but li- listen to these two two lineups. This this is from like three weeks ago. We got. Um, it's going to be the Duran. exact same, but instead, oh, no, of- it's not. No, it's not. Jaron Duran and Christian Vasquez. Alex Verdugo, Xander Bogarts, Franchi Cordero, Bobby Dahlbeck, Jackie Bradley Jr., Yolmer Sanchez, and Jeter Downs. That's what they rolled out. And tonight, I get Bogarts was out, but if you put Bogarts at short, you got Fan, Devers, Martinez, Verdugo, 
Arroyo, Hosmer, Bogarts, McGuire, Duran, and then you also have Kike. I mean, that, that is substantially. Well, better. that's not that's not a fair comparison because most of How's those. How's it not fair? Because most of those aren't Heim. It was just people got healthy. McGuire, you, got, you fam, have Hosmer, Hosmer, you have Hosmer, and a you third have third of that fam lineup as legitimate upgrades. Reese is not an upgrade over Vasquez. I'm sorry. I would say it's net neutral. He's you, know what, you know what I'll say? I'll say this thing about Reese McGuire. The, the clubhouse surely doesn't like him as much as Christian Vasquez. So they might, he must be really motivating the team to play better. Yeah. I'm sure he's doing something. I'll give you Eric Cosmer, and I'll give you the fact that Tommy Fan's hitting well right now. That's pretty much it, though. Yeah, that's two. That's two big upgrades. No, Tommy Pham is not a big upgrade. Well, he has been compared to Jackie. Compared to Jackie, you could have put Franchi literally a dead body out there, and it would have bad. It it would have hit as well as Jackie Bradley Jr. But you know who you got out there who's hitting better? Tommy Pham, Jaron Duran, Jaron Duran. That was such vindication when he hit that homer. When he hit the third home run of like his I mean, entire even, career. But I mean, even coming off the bench today, you had Ref Snyder, you had Bogarts, you had Dahlbeck, and you had Ploiecki. I mean, that's a much better bench than we were talking about a couple of weeks ago. It's because people got healthy, man. That's great. It's going to help the team. But that's all I got for this game. You guys got any other closing out the nine thoughts? We're coming up on the eve of 100. What are we going to do? You know, this we, is it, isn't it? This is 99. This is technically our 100th episode. It technically is. Like, uh, yes. Technically, it is, but it's not. But it's not episode 100. I am a closing up the night thought. Please, Clausen, do share. Clausen? I think that. We we enter a vortex every time we record, and they always come out to be like an hour and fourteen minutes. If this episode comes out to be an hour and fourteen minutes, I think I will lose all perception of time. All right, well, we'll see. I think it's longer, but you're right. We I have think it's longer too. We're we're we have we've been shorter the last three episodes. Last three episodes have been excuse me shorter, but yeah, we've been right around the sweet spot. Um, yeah, we're, we're pushing hard to get a guest for episode 100. That's that's our goal, just to get, get someone on the show. If you know someone who would like to be on the show that would be a good guest and not a random person, let us know. We've got some leads, obviously. We've had some good guests in the past. but Gardner we're trying had a to good it... Uber the other day. What? <laughs> yeah. Uh, that would – see, that's a funny story. So I <laughs> – Jeez. All right. I'm going to make this quick. It was like my second to last night. No, it was my last night in Boston. I leave this bar at like one in the morning. This guy picks us up and I forget how we started talking. Someone brought up that I was a big Red Sox fan and he was like, oh, I'm from the Dominican. And I was in the Blue Jays minor league system in like the nineties. And he was telling us some stories about, he was telling us about like Pedro or something. I don't really remember quite honestly, but I was like, I got his phone number. I was like, this guy's going to be a great guest. We should get him on the show. And then I, I woke Oh, boy.
how will we ever know how the story ends? He woke up and did what? I don't know. He's like totally frozen. I know. I mean, <laughs> whoa, we got two <laughs> Andrew Gardner's now. <laughs> my, my computer died. <laughs> Real quick though, my computer died. My audio probably sounds really shitty right now. Real quick though, I woke uh, the the night night of. I was like, this guy's gonna be a hell of a guest. I woke up and I was like, yeah, there's no way I'm ever bringing that guy on the show. It's it. I thought it was like a great idea at the time. Did you woke him up? No, I didn't. I have uh, what is his name in my contacts? I don't even know his full name. He has his number. It's Angel Blue Jays. That is just contact. What if it was like, um, what's the guy who hit the walk off? What's his face? Bautista? No, 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 no. Uh, oh, Joe, Joe Carter. Carter. Joe, Joe Carter. Carter. What if it was like I'd, Joe Carter, Blue Jays? Yeah, I think I'd know if it was Joe Carter. This guy said he never made it past like single A. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's what I mean. Because at the time, I was like, this guy's going to be sick. And then I woke up and I was like, yeah, maybe not. Maybe not. I think we could do a little better. Anyways, we're going to close this out. I'm finishing this up on my phone. Yeah, we're pushing hard for a guest. We're going to try to get you someone for episode 100. It's going to be a big Dawnbridge celebration for 100 episodes of, uh, of the show, which is great. So we'll be back next week with that. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram at Gombridge Podcast and Twitter at Gombridge. Don't forget to subscribe to our episodes on Apple Podcasts, Twitter, and Stitcher. And we will be back next week with episode 100. See ya. See ya.